You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, welcome to the first ever might be the last we'll see how it goes first ever positive thinking there happiness hub podcast with me liz parkin and my lovely friend me kedrin elliott hello kedrin elliott hello you sound very nice in my earphones very good so the happiness hub kedders what are we going to be talking about in the happiness hub well the clue is in the name we're going to be talking about things that make you happy yes how to get happy how Mm -hmm. to be happy how to stay happy how to make other people happy yeah why not Happy, happy, happy. (laughs) Excellent. So why are we going to do this? As you know, but probably the listeners don't know, I uh, work in mental health and uh, we've been doing a lot of work in Nantwich with the Nantwich Buddies about, you know, helping people out during a lockdown, getting them prescriptions, doing their shopping, doing gardening and that kind of thing. And one thing we've noticed is that there's, as most places, there isn't much going on in terms of mental health services or places that people can go if they're feeling a bit down. So what we'd really love to do is get a happiness hub set up, whether it's virtually at the moment with current restrictions being and then maybe further down the line face to face, a place that people can come and just make connections with people and take part in things that's going to make them happy. And also we want to do a podcast about it so that people can listen at the, in their own homes as well. It doesn't have to be complicated. want to make mental health and ways to get your mental health back on track and to make you happy is as easy as possible for people definitely and it is easy to do and that doesn't I'm not saying that flippantly if you I think and having experienced mental health challenges in my life if you recognize that you are in a not fantastic place and you want to make a change and you make steps to do it for me and we'll talk about my background shortly but it was it was a bit of a a light bulb moment and it was a bit of a switching of the switch and although that keep I have to keep on reminding myself mm-hmm. not daily not weekly but you know whenever I do have a whenever bit of a blip, to, whenever really. I need to yeah. I've got the tools in my mind and in my background to know that I can move myself from a negative state to a positive state mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the tools I use um, shortly how do you find yourself managing your your happiness or your mental health Well, uh, like you say, it doesn't necessarily need to be a daily or weekly thing, but it might be for some people. Everybody is different and different things will work for different people. Um, But for myself, it's I think you made a good point about their recognizing it when you're in there, because sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just get stuck in a rut and you think this is the way that life is going to go every day. And sometimes it takes somebody else to say to you, you know, I really noticed that you know you're doing these things or you seem really down for you to go oh right Mm. something needs to change Mm. but uh for me uh, being outdoors is is a great way of connecting with nature and when it's a nice day getting out in the sun um you know spending time uh with my pets I love love my cat and I know you love your dog (laughs) um so you know that brings me a lot of comfort and and joy and hopefully my cat feels the same way about that too (laughs) um and more recently um 
I've got back into to drawing. So I did drawing back when I was at school and college and things. And one of my friends uh, does something called Inktober. So she challenged me to do it on Facebook. And I really enjoy mm. just getting back and, you know, being mindful. And the whole creative process helps me take my mind off whatever is going mm. on that day. I think you must also enjoy the response that people have given oh, yeah. you. Because yes, your pictures are incredible literally some of them have made have brought a tear to my eye because I'm like oh. I did not know you were so talented I know you've got some talent love but <laughs> I didn't know that ink drawing was one of them and they are brilliant really really brilliant well, well you're very very kind some of them are better than others but <laughs> I think the whole process of it and I have to say some of them have come out a lot better than I anticipated um and social media we can talk about social media maybe on a future podcast but yeah you're right posting them on social media and getting lovely comments from yourself and my other Facebook friends you know saying how um how much they like them is that, mm. that, that gives me a little bit of a spring in my step yeah yeah definitely so Let's talk a bit about, well, let's talk about some of the things that make me happy. Yes, you yeah. mentioned Jasper, my dog, who yeah. is sitting here with us. <laughs> and as uh, as listeners go on listening to the podcast, this podcast and some of the other ones that I do, Jasper's always with me. On the odd occasion, he will bark uh, at something going past or he might just scratch or pather around. But normally he's very quiet and lying he's under the table. He's a very good boy. He is a very good yes. boy. So Jasper's a springer doodle and I've had him for six years now and he is very much a big central part of mine and my husband's life. Um, and really is uh, he is a joy he always makes me smile and if I am down or if I'm feeling upset or if I you know sometimes if I am crying about something he'll he always knows yeah they do know oh my goodness me he comes over and he absolutely senses it he's scratching his bits now (laughs) so he's clearly not sensing anything now but hey honestly you're on the podcast (laughs) but um yeah so he gives me a lot of joy I think you know what you say about being outdoors I have really appreciated the outdoors I appreciate where I live more than ever Mm. because I am lucky to live in I've got a nice big garden and I live you know not in the main town I live near the canal we've been out for loads of walks um we spent loads of time during lockdown in my garden so I've really worked on a veggie patch and noticing birds and you know all sorts of things I've got a couple of ducks a couple of uh, pygmy goats they absolutely make me laugh all the time Mm. um and so it's things like that 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 certainly do make me happy um every day because I'm you know I see them every day definitely we are so lucky to live here in Cheshire Cheshire is a lovely county of of England and you know you're never too far away from getting into the big cities like Manchester Birmingham Liverpool but you know where we are Nantwich and I live in Congleton you're never too far away getting into Mm. the, the outside and going up to the Peak District or the Lake District um and the other thing is I think what I'd really like to talk about on on these podcasts is you know maybe you can't have a cat or a dog where you live but there are other alternatives so I um I don't know how they work at the moment but if you wanted to take a dog out for a walk there are rescue centers that you can go and volunteer Mm -hmm. at or um there's one in particular like for greyhounds yeah and you can go and take the take the greyhound out for a walk every week if you wanted to so if that's something that you really wanted to enjoy but you can't have your own pet in your own Mm -hmm. home that Mm -hmm. that doesn't stop you connecting with those animals or coming around yours and yes exactly my dog anytime bless him I'm always working poor little thing he does get a walk uh, at least once a day but um yeah and also I know my friend well our friend Caroline she's got I'm going to mention Caroline what will she say uh, she's got these um, what they called those little fluffy things guinea pigs. Tru- guinea pigs that's it <laughs> and yeah, like, you know not quite not quite real animals are they but hey 
They are real animals. They're just very small, small sorry. furry ones, aren't sorry, they? Sorry, guinea pig friends. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. So Caroline got these because she was pestered and pestered and pestered by her three children. Yeah. And I will never forget her telling us the story. She got these these three and uh, these these two guinea pigs. And I think her middle daughter, Olivia, decided that actually she'd rather... I don't know. It was like maybe she'd rather a Barbie doll or maybe she'd rather a new pair of shoes, something. And Olivia's like, what, seven years old? Like She's that, like, no, yeah. I don't want a guinea pig, mum. I'd rather have whatever it was, some toy or something. But uh, Isla, the older one, was, was quite interested in the, in the guinea pigs. And, and now Caroline, I, I think that interest has, has waned somewhat. But Caroline mentioned last week how, how she enjoys having them. She really finds it therapeutic yeah, to watch absolutely. them in the garden and, and have them on her lap and stroke them. And, and she mm-hmm. really enjoys that quiet time that she has. And she's got a busy life with three little children. And although the children don't really do a lot with these guinea pigs, Caroline's very much taken them on as her own <laughs> and, and is enjoying doing that. And Good. I'm so pleased yeah. for her because there was a point I thought, oh, crikey, that's going to be hard to shoehorn into your lifestyle. But she seems to have, have adapted to it uh, very, very well. So yeah, things like having pets and animals around isn't practical for everybody but there are websites and there are facebook groups as well where you can walk my dog or something i can't mm. remember what they're called now but you can you know do do things like that um other things that make i i like you am a creative person but don't make the time i don't know, I have the time i don't make the time to be creative. i'm not sure you do have the time actually but you're quite creative with a lot of the uh, jobs that you've been doing in a sense i know it's not the same as being creative for you for yeah. yourself but we well, you see i like doing things like using using the, the computer to be creative i like creating podcasts and editing the audio i like creating websites i mean i've created loads of websites i just like then I haven't published any of them. I just like fiddling around. I like using Canva, which is a, an online design oh, package. That's great, yeah. And that's that I find really therapeutic. That's one of the jobs I can do. Normally when I work, I need to have quiet around me and I need to sit and concentrate. With Canva, I can I enjoy actually having the, the computer on my lap whilst watching telly. So I'm not really concentrating on the telly, but it's on in the background. And I just find that is my creative outlet is is time just to to play around and I do all sorts of things on there um whether it be logos and things for for redshift or for work or whether I'm creating birthday cards for people or posters or whatever so yeah those sort of that's my creative outlet at the mm. moment I did invest in um what did I buy last summer um a marbling kit wasn't oh, it oh that's right yeah yes my one hit wonder <laughs> marbling kit so Kedrin and I and our other friend Helena had a creative day and a creative afternoon and they were busy sewing and doing things and I was just getting my knickers in a right knot <laughs> with this blooming marbling kit because the man made it look so easy and but actually the finished product although I haven't stitched all together and made a quilt like I thought I was going to do the finished product is is lovely but I, I kind of sometimes beat myself up and think, oh, I bought that. I really should be doing a bit more or I should I should have an area set up so I can just spend a few days doing loads of marbling and stuff. But, you know, it's there. I've got the kit now. Mm-hmm. When I when I do find some time, maybe over Christmas, I'll do a bit more marbling. Yeah, and I, I think that's the other thing that people do is, you know, sometimes we have these great grand scheme yeah. of stuff that we're going to do and it's going to be amazing uh but the truth like is this podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be amazing positive thinking uh but you know don't beat yourself up if you've done you bought this stuff you, you've got it all there so it's ready to go when you will and when the time is right you will but also if you've picked something and you're wanting to do something creative and you have a go and it doesn't come out quite as as well as you thought it would mm. don't don't you know pack it all in mm. and be disheartened because these things take time you're not 
people aren't always creative you know you, you, it's pe- everybody is creative but creativity takes practice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's something that you learn to do yeah. and the more you do it the better you're going to get yeah. it. i don't think you're going to be leonardo da vinci and no. like one day you're not no. unless you I know like my ears anyway <laughs> that's vincent van gogh <laughs> 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 so i think you need to worry about your ears <laughs> i did history of art a level did you that was a while ago, though, to be I fair, wasn't there? I didn't finish it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Must have missed out on the bit about Vincent. Might have done, yes. <laughs> but I suppose the thing is, you know, um, just keep doing it. And even though sometimes, like, when I draw stuff, it doesn't turn out the way that I think it was. But I'm, I'm not too bothered about yeah. it. I think it looks okay. And actually, that kind of brings me on to talking about how we sorted our heads out. And for me, it was NLP. And the reason I've linked it that to that is one of the things I learned in NLP was there is no failure, only feedback. And for me, at the time, this is going back 15 years now when I did my NLP training... When I learned that, they call them the beliefs of excellence or the presuppositions of NLP, whatever you want to call them. Um, they are just ways of, of reframing your mind and, and changing things. And there's no such thing as failure, any feedback really hit home to me because I would beat myself up if I got failed my A-level history of art, uh, failed my science GS, GCSE, failed my driving test three times. I would beat myself up over it. Mm. I would really get down and feel like I was an absolute failure. And If I couldn't lose weight or if I... All the different things. Couldn't keep my room tidy when I was a teenager. Still can't keep my house tidy now. But it would really bother me. So, so I've learned, and I've learned very quickly doing this NLP course, that there's no such thing as failure, any feedback. And if you give yourself feedback and you do your very best to not do the same mistake again so you change what you're doing to do it differently then it's a positive it makes you move from that negative state to that positive state and for me the NLP which is neuro-linguistic programming if you've never heard of it is all about the the messages that you're giving your brain and the and the the things that you're telling yourself so if you're if for instance you're being bullied or somebody tells you something that you don't like, instead of internalising it, instead of saying, someone's saying, well, actually, you, you're a bit fat, aren't you? And like, oh, oh God, I'm fat, I can't go out, I can never live again. You go, well, actually, that's, thank you very much, that's your opinion, but actually, yep. that I can throw that away, mm-hmm. and I can push that away, and I can that's, not let that's it... That's their stuff, it's not that, your exactly. stuff. Exactly, yeah. and it took me a long time, I, mean, I still now... I do get worried about things. You know, someone might say something and I take it as a criticism, but I have to talk to myself and say, right, come on now, reframe it. Just push that away. That's their opinion. That's fine. And the NLP gave me some really, really valuable tools when I was, um, however old I was, in my 20s. And it made me realise that I was completely in control of my beliefs completely in control of my emotions and I had all the resources within me to make myself a happier person Mm. and move myself from those negative states those positive states because actually before the NLP I was a very very angry person I was a very reactive person Mm -hmm. I remember one time my it was my ex actually he um oh he made me so mad one day he literally made me so mad I kicked a hole in the door and I didn't realize I was going to kick a hole in the door didn't realize the door was hollow but I kicked a hole in the door and I just was so shocked that I did that. I was like, oh my goodness me. And that was around the sort of time when I realised that 
I need to do something to, to mm. sort myself out. Yeah. And it was a catalogue of things in 2004. Lots of things happened. Um, sadly, I had a, a miscarriage at 20 weeks, which was very traumatic. Six weeks later, my dad died very suddenly. And I was left thinking, I can't deal with any of this. And I am really angry about all of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I'm going to get through the next 12 months. And I was just Googling how to deal with grief at the time. And NLP popped up and... And I just decided there and then, very quick decision, right, I'm going to leave my job, which was quite a stable, sensible sales and marketing job, which I quite enjoyed. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to change my life and I'm going to go and do this course. And and as they say, the rest is history. And on the second day of, it wasn't even the second day, it was towards the end of the first day of the course, I remember thinking, it was like a light bulb moment. If I had these tools as a child, my life would have been very different I would have grown up not being, well, I could have probably still been bullied, but I wouldn't have let the bullies affect me as much as they did. Mm. I wouldn't have, I would have grown up knowing better how to communicate with myself. I would have been better. I wouldn't have been a depressed and angry teenager. I would have been able to deal with things. And so I decided there and then, day two of my course, I decided I'm going to get this to schools and to children so that's when I decided to retrain to be a teacher and I used NLP a lot in my classroom and it was such an important learning that period of time in my life because it absolutely I see myself as being my life as being pre-NLP and post-NLP so pre-26 years old and after being 20 and that that's how I define my life and now if I'm feeling down yes we all get down and yes there are reasons to get down and I'm not saying you push your emotions away and you you don't you know, you ignore them, but I can recognise those times and I can recognise those triggers and I can have a little word myself and usually bring myself round mm. relatively quickly. You know, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to be sad for a day or okay, I'm going to... Yeah, and I think that's important as well because all those emotions that you talked about there, like uh, so many people think that anger is a negative emotion, mm. but it's not. That anger is there because something needs to change and that is kind of like a a sign that like you said that you needed to look for something that it it got to that state where you you you'd kick that door through yeah but also yeah absolutely if you're feeling sad we all we all feel sad you know if we've lost somebody we're going to feel sad so it's important to recognize and live through that we can't be happy all the times but when it starts impacting your everyday life and Mm. you can't do things because you're feeling sad constantly then that's when we start to need to look for help and fantastic that you found a tool like NLP Mm. that that worked for you and that's exactly it is a tool that worked for me so I know you've had a different experience and you're going to hopefully tell people about that now but people do CBT, people do, mm. people don't have any form of therapy. They just do, they find running sorts them out. They mm. find whatever it is, it's, that is what worked for me. And I'm not saying that is the only way, but maybe tell us about your experiences. Oh God. Um, so uh, we all have stuff that's gone on in our lives, haven't we? You've shared quite a lot of important things that happen to you you know bereavements and going through something like a miscarriage massive thing to to deal with um and I've had I feel like writing a book because mental mental health has always been in my life my 
my mum suffered with mental health and I feel like I had an eating disorder when I was a, a, a kid when I was a teenager and I think being an angry teenager is a bit of a right passage anyway <laughs> I think we all need to go for a little bit through that um and I've I've had therapy um and I've had good therapy and I've had bad therapy but I only kind of realized that as I trained myself to become a counsellor um so I remember one time I was very, very down and um, I'd had a big upheaval in my life and we'd moved and a new job and I'd had a bit of a disjointed relationship with my dad and something had kicked off there. And uh, it was actually this lady that I was working for, which who I didn't really like at the time, my manager, but she kind of said to me, I think you're depressed. And mm. I'd been so stuck in it for so long. I just thought, oh God, this is normal. Oh, uh, right. And so luckily the the company I worked for at the time offered free counselling and um, I went to see this lady and she had a, she counselled, was, she was like your grandma, honestly, that's how I remind, <laughs> remember as being. And she had a little counselling room in a conservatory at the back of a house. I think it was somewhere in Stoke somewhere in Newcastle. But anyway, it was like after the first few sessions I saw her, I just got such a warm feeling from her and I felt when you get a really good counsellor and you're not going to connect with every counsellor, everybody's different. We can't be everybody's cup of tea, but I just felt so safe. And that is really important building that relationship because part of the counselling process is building that relationship with other people. And this is the other thing about the happiness cafe is I think having relationships with people and that connection mm. really is important to the human soul and mm. the human well-being. And it did me no end of good seeing her and I can't thank her enough for getting me through that tough part of the tough part of my life and um I think I wish I'd maybe gone for help earlier but I think I'd got my head in the sand as I like to call it my head was properly in the shed <laughs> with it. I used that term as somebody a few weeks ago and they're like what and then they're like oh actually, I really like that yeah exactly I think that's it you don't realize and we all know people that are still in that position where you don't if they're not ready to recognize no. and seek help to move on then they're always going to be in that stuck position mm. and that was another thing we talked about in NLP a lot was being stuck and it you know if you it, just take yourself out of that stuck position and it's it is hard to do but you know I I do I sometimes have a word with myself I think oh god I'm can't be bothered to do any exercise I can't be bothered to get up and go swimming I can't be bothered to go out and do, do a run but actually, it's only me stopping me doing that. And if I just move myself from that stuck place and just go out and go and have my swim, go and book it, go to the gym, go and do what I need to do, I always feel better. Yeah. I always feel like I'm glad I did that. And it's only me that I've got to blame for being a lazy what's it and not doing it. Um, and it, and it's the same. It's it's the same. I think with your emotions, it, it, you you can think of a time when you were, even if it's just a tiny little one minute 20 years ago where somebody said something and it made you feel great or you watched something on telly that absolutely made you belly laugh if that, if that's all you've got to hang on to then go back to that time and keep thinking about that time and playing that time over and over hopefully we can all find more times than that and more meaningful times than that where you've been with a really great friend and you've had a really good night out or you've you've got some really good recognition from your boss at work for something or whatever it is you go back to that time and you just keep on reliving that and reliving that and reliving that. And that helps to 
I find take you out of that yeah it reinforces yeah the good the good things doesn't it um and I think sometimes when your head isn't in the shed you start building up this bubble of how life is and how people react to you and when you've got that what do we call it like that self that self-talk going on Mm. yeah you look for areas that are validating that so if somebody like doesn't ring you back or text you back you're like well I knew it they 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 can't be bothered with me Mm. and I was right all along that nobody really cares about me and and just little things like that you're looking for it to reinforce it and it's hard to get out that cycle sometimes definitely but somebody might just break through and I think the important thing there is speaking to somebody just speaking to somebody about how you're feeling which it can be really hard mm. because sometimes you feel like you're going absolutely bonkers yeah and if you say, tell somebody how are you feeling and what thoughts are going in your head you're going to go oh you, i'm going to end up in a, a yeah. loony bin or something <laughs> but actually um and i see this quite a lot of clients is that people will come in and say you probably think i'm uh, mad by telling you this or thinking this and mm. i'm like no it's, mm. what you're thinking is maybe not as uncommon as you think yeah yeah exactly and also if you don't if you're not ready to talk to anybody we live in this age where everything is online google all sorts of things and there'll be youtube videos of people that can advise you there'll be websites that you can read if you prefer to read something there's even downloadable meditations and things that you can listen to if you need to do other things before you take that big step and talk to somebody then do that and and just try and take yourself out listening to this i mean what what's caused you to listen to this podcast is it because you know us is it because something we put in the in the notes about the show that happiness and how to make you happy what is it that caused you to to want to listen you've taken a step to improving your happiness including improving your 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 mental health and hopefully we will help you on that journey and we will uh, keep our promise to keep this this podcast going uh, we've actually talked for 25 minutes now so that's pretty cool isn't it yeah considering we sat down and we didn't really know what we were going to say and how we were going to well I just think there is so much to talk about and everybody yeah. has their own experiences and the idea behind some of this podcast as well like I said is about making it as easy for everybody so further down the line when we have this on the regular getting people coming in telling us and we want to hear from listeners on here in the comments about things that they do that makes them happy what do Mm. they enjoy doing just really share that and give top tips to other you know to everybody definitely that'd be that'd be something we'll definitely be doing top tips and um listening to listening to your stories as well so if you do want to get in touch with us i'm going to share with you our kids and i between us run nantwich buddies so i think that's a good email address to share people can contact us through Nantwich Buddies and as as Kedrin mentioned earlier the Buddies is a a group of people that started in the beginning of lockdown right at the very beginning of lockdown we started supporting households with their shopping and prescription collecting and befriending and that kind of thing we've we've kept going and we've got a a lovely team of volunteers here in Nantwich and we've set up a website which is nantwichbuddies.org and we are now running a volunteer expo so every Tuesday night you can tune in and there's a different workshop of of something that helps you whether you are a volunteer volunteer whether you're not a volunteer whether you're interested in mental health or whether you like last night we we had somebody on talking about how to help people that are going through loss and bereavement next week we've got uh, one of our buddies mark bickerton doing a creative writing talk so we've got a good one there that'd be a good one that's a very popular (laughs) one isn't it but we've we we cover all sorts of things and so what i'm going to share with you is our nantwich buddies email address because that's something that kedrin and i can both access so 
Nantwich info at nantwichbodies.org is how you get hold of us. And the phone number here for us at Redshift is 01270 440 750. That's a call centre, but the number, the messages all come through to my email. So I will be able to respond to you. So if you are interested in getting involved with the show, maybe you are some sort of counsellor. Maybe you are somebody that's gone through a really dark period and you want to share how you got out of that. Uh, maybe you're somebody that... that just does something great and creative and fun and that you want to share that and talk about that as a as an outlet for people Absolutely, to, to yeah. help them get happy then we would love to hear from you so it's info at nantwichbodies.org and it's 01270 440 750 oh any more for any more Kedron well, Elliot I've, we, we, I've got loads more but I'm, I'm not going to include it in here you're going to have to wait till the next episode <laughs> da, da, da. Well, thank you very much indeed for listening, folks. Do let us know what you think of the podcast and we shall be here on the next episode. Bye for now. See you later. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.